Hey there, welcome to the Puck Fantasy Football League podcast, where we talk about our 12-man dynasty league uh, and uh, give you some tips and tricks to uh, maybe help you out in your own fantasy football world. My name is Cameron Henry. I'm a fantaser, wow, fantaser, manager of the Plucky Ducks, and I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, the manager of Cobra, Kyler, Daniel McNeese. How is it going, Steez? Oh, I don't get to be a fantaser. That sounds like such an important job. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> yeah, tr- uh, very few people get promoted to fantaser. Um, you have to uh, be really bad um, multiple weeks in a row, and then you get promoted to fantaser. Um, oh well, me and you are right on our way, aren't yep, we? Just a couple more weeks, and then you get you get a special badge, you get a plaque they print out. You you get a pizza party in the office. It's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, how uh, how how did how did you do in your fantasy? You know, I'm sure you're in multiple leagues. Um, I know you're at least in two because we're in two together. Uh, how'd you do in your in your fantasy this week? How'd you feel? So this is the most I've ever been involved uh this season i'm in five and did not go so hot this week for me um i went one and four and i just could not stop getting smashed by nick chubb (laughs) nicholas if you're listening you need to calm yourself down my boy wow there were some absolute monster perform like I know that that's going to happen. I know that like every week, yeah, you're going to have like a couple of people here and there that just like go off. But I feel like this week it was just all like for my, for me, I think it was at least in two leagues, I went up against Aaron Jones, um, which was awful. Uh, but yeah, just there were monster, like multiple 30, 40 plus point performances all up and down this week. Yeah, um, by my count in our league alone, there were 14 players that put up 30 or more. Jeez. And sometimes you just have those weeks and you can't you can't really do much. Um I it's I feel like there were those there were a lot of those people, a lot of those players, but outside of those players, I feel like it was a relatively like low scoring week. Um like I don't know. I mean Maybe I'm just looking at my own team, but I feel like I like going through all the players, all the matchups, it was either guys were getting like 20, 30 points or they were getting like below 10. Yeah. Next to nothing. Yeah. Like all the points are being concentrated on just a few guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, whenever you have stuff like that, you're just going to have some weird, uh, weird weeks. Well, I'm hoping that you will join me in, uh, not panicking. Uh, it's just one week. It's just one loss. Um, but not going to lie. I can't say that for everybody. Um, I've put together a list, probably inspired by my feeling of panic after losing this week. Um, I have a list for you of one player from each of our teams mm. who we need to decide is this trending in a really bad direction? Um, can this player be relied upon moving forward? Mm, um, so I'll start us off. We have two players from the Bears. Um, Blonde Bombers has Darnell Mooney, mm. and uh, Down and Out in SD has Cole Komet. 
So I'll give you a little summary on both players. Darnell Mooney through two games has two catches, four total yards. And Cole Komet, who came into the season with 24 straight games with a catch, has no catches in two games in 2022. Mm. What, what do you do with these guys? What do you do with Darnell Mooney, who's expected by a lot to be a number one receiver, even for yeah. a bad team? and Cole Komet, who is expected to be a top 12 tight end. Well, so you you certainly aren't going to, you know, drop those guys. I mean, one, this is dynasty. You don't drop anybody, basically. Um, but I think you definitely do have to be worried. Um, <clears throat> I think that that Bears offense hasn't found a rhythm, isn't getting going, um, and... I think that it can pick up. I mean, Cole Komet, zero receptions, literally can only do better. Um, Can't do worse. He could do the same, which is still zero, um, but can only potentially get better. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, that week one, bunch of rain, uh, hard to really judge. Week two against the Packers. Packers play the Bears tight. uh, You know, kind of a rough game. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you can worry. I think you can pull them out of your starting lineup and wait until you see promise and then put them back. Um, if you had to pick one of them to like, I think Mooney, like he's definitely good. Um, I could see him, you know, if you want to keep him in, I wouldn't judge you for it. Um, but I think commit, you definitely need to pivot until you see something from him. So similar to Cole Komet, we have a happy boys, top tight end option, Hunter Henry, two catches, 10 yards on the season. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I personally don't really see that going anywhere. Um, Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, I don't want to say that Henry's time is over, um, but I think that that's just kind of, um who he is now um I don't think that he's a focal point of that offense I think that there are plenty you know both running backs Harris and Stevenson can catch passes Myers catches a ton of passes seems like Aguilar is um not Aguilar but yeah Aguilar um Aguilar is catching so I just feel like that's already not a offense that's going to pass a ton and then most of the, you know, easy passes that would go to a tight end are being gobbled up by every other player who is better than Henry. So I don't, I don't see him getting much. So for big blue wrecking crew, it was a little bit tougher to find a guy who's really underperforming, but I picked Adam Thielen. Um, So for Thielen, he had 11 healthy games where he played, um, like he finished the game in uh, 2021 and uh, he averaged over eight targets a game. Yeah. And so far this season, he is averaging about five targets a game. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say worry because I think the ship is going to get righted in Minnesota, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time 
Um, I mean, like last week when they looked great, he still didn't do that well. You know, three receptions, 36 yards. Um, I think that the offense, once it's more gelled, he'll, you know, I think he'll still be a solid flex play, but that it just might take some time. Should Riot Makers be worried about his top tight end, Kyle Pitts? 2.9 fantasy points per game. Um, Worried? No. Um, Pitts is really talented and only needs one pass to, you know, go for 40 yards and a touch. So he's, you know, you start Pitts always and you don't have the luxury of worrying about him because you know you're going to start him. So worry about someone else. All right. How about for me, um, Elijah Moore? He closed his 2021 season with a seven-game stretch of 16.5 fantasy points per game. And so far, he has trimmed that down to 6.5 fantasy points per game in two games this season. Yeah. um, It seems that... I mean, it again, it's only been two games, so it's it's tough, but uh, it seems that Flacco likes um, Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Corey Davis a little more. Um, I mean, Elijah Moore is very talented. Uh, I wouldn't say you have to worry in terms of like on the season, if he, is he ever going to do well? Because I think he will. Um, when Zach Wilson comes back, he might do a little bit better, but I don't, I mean, I, as a flex play, you know, I'm comfortable with him, not as like a starting wide receiver. All right. How about for Rizak? He has running back Devin Singletary, who is currently the RB 49, um, Mm -hmm. on probably the best offense in the NFL, I would say. Um, is it worrying that the bills score so much, but their, um, alleged top running back is limited to 5.2 fantasy points per game and only nine touches per game. Yeah, it's worrying. Um, it seems like Allen is rushing when Singletary could be, and then Allen is passing all over the place and that passing game is just rocketing, um, I think it was last uh, <clears throat> last night where he the Bills scored so much that the starters were pulled, so Singletary didn't even get any play after that, um, which also isn't great. Uh, like you said, it's a really potent offense. You always want pieces of that, and I, he's still the starting running back. So you're going to play him. You're going to play him in the flex. I wouldn't bench him, um, but – I would be a little worried. And of course, you know, you're keeping your eye on it and analyzing, but yeah. Next, we have a pair of teammates. Um, Actually, two pairs back to back. We'll start with the Seattle pair. So the first one I'll talk about is on your team, Hammer. We have DK Metcalf, who is averaging 35 yards a game Mm -hmm. for a Seattle team that has only scored two touchdowns as an offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm worried. Um, okay. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather not be starting Metcalf. I don't really have the luxury of not starting Metcalf, so he's going to be in my lineup. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely worried. 
I I wouldn't be surprised if every single week is five catches for 40 yards and then maybe he gets a touchdown randomly. Um, but that's kind of what I expected when I traded for him. I, I wasn't sure this would be a crazy year. I hoped for it, but I, I didn't bank on it. Um, I'm more so hoping that in the future when they get a, a shiny new rookie, he'll uh, perform. But yeah, definitely not excited for the rest of the season. And how about for Smill? He has running back Rashad Penny, who apparently is not part of the game plan when the team is losing. And even when the team was able to pull out a win, he only contributed seven and a half fantasy points. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might know better than I do. I, I don't know. Uh, but just from what I can see watching the Seahawks, uh, they don't even know who their best players are. And they just kind of use literally everyone for everything and spread all of the work around, even if their best players aren't getting that work. Um, so until they change that and actually have, you know, Penny or Walker be a workhorse, I'd be worried about starting anybody from that offense. The next pair comes from Tennessee and we'll start with the big one. Um, uncle Rico's team has, oh, that's a name change, by the way, a new team in our league is called uncle Rico. (laughs) <laughs> he's got Derrick Henry, who is currently the RB30. Definitely not what we're expecting going into this season. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be worried. Uh, I mean, he's getting the work, which is awesome. So, like, you want to keep starting him, and you will because it's Derrick Henry. But he's not being efficient, and their O-line's not very good. And... AJ Brown was like kind of a big part of making that offense work. And clearly with him gone, it's been, it's not working as well. And, um, you know, he was a good blocker in the running game and, you know, maybe once Burks kind of gets on, it'll be better. But for now, I wouldn't be surprised if Henry's not very good for, you know, the beginning of the season. Well, Tennessee did offload AJ Brown, but they did bring on, uh, Scoots wide receiver Robert Woods. We were kind of curious to see how he would start out with his new team. And mm-hmm. so far, he has 3.8 fantasy points per game. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was great. Uh, you know, Robert Woods, solid thousand yards and, you know, a couple touchdowns. Or, um, I don't think he's, I think he's just. I mean, I don't want to say washed because that seems mean, but I just, I don't think he's going to be a big contributor. And last on Team Drumothy, we have Ezekiel Elliott. He is averaging five and a half points per game. And in this young season, he is the RB 47. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Cowboys offense is going to be very good with that gone. Um and with the old line being bad, um, Pollard was able to get some pop, but that was mainly on like some broken plays really. And Pollard's really fast. Um, I don't think the way they use Zeke is going to necessarily result in a ton of great work. He will, you know, he can definitely score and I think that he will. So 
you'll still start him. I just think it'll be gross most of the time. All right. Well, in contrast to that, we have, you know, those were all underachievers. How about some overachievers, guys that, uh, you know, maybe didn't have as lofty aspirations coming into the season, but we're seeing some crazy performances. Um, yeah, let's we'll try flip to, the mood yeah. go for me. <clears throat> all right. So let me know. Do you think that this is going to uh, keep going uh, or tail off? Um, we'll try to go through these quickly. So uh, Blonde Bombers, Amon Ross St. Brown, currently the number three wide receiver in PPR, 17 receptions, 24 targets, three touchdowns. I expect him to still be um, threatening to be a number one receiver in fantasy. Maybe not as high as wide receiver three, but I think it'll continue. Okay. Happy Boy has Christian Kirk, number seven wide receiver currently, uh, 12 receptions, 18 targets, two touchdowns, 200 yards. I think this is a little bit hotter of a start than Christian Kirk can maintain. I still expect him to be the top target down there in Duval, but I'm not sure if that will result in being a wide receiver one. I would expect him to be probably in the maybe fringe top 20. Gotcha. Um, On Corb's team, uh, we got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, number five running back currently, 15 attempts, 110 rushing yards, seven receptions, and two touchdowns. If you own Clyde in a dynasty format, you are saying, finally, this is the guy that we've been expecting for a while now. Um, I don't think that he's going to stay top five, maybe even top 10. I think this is probably a little bit higher than his maintainable ceiling, but I think that he can still be a valuable part of this offense. I think you start him every week. Gotcha. All right. Uh, down and out SD. Uh, we got James Robinson, number six running back, 34 attempts on the season, 130 yards, two rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. So his return really surprised a lot of people, myself included. Um, I don't think that the Jaguars can maintain having players in the top 10 for a whole season. Um, and we'll see if James Robinson is even able to stay healthy for a whole season. But for right now, he's in your lineup every week. Um, I expect him, if he's healthy, to maybe be fringe top 15. All right. Riot Makers has Rashad Bateman, the number 16 PPR wide receiver, six receptions, 160 yards, two touchdowns. So this guy's a home run hitter, and he doesn't need very many catches to get it done. And so far, he doesn't even have very many receptions. I think he can keep this pace going. He's pretty much filling exactly the Hollywood Brown hole. All right. From your team, from Cobra Kyler, we got Curtis Samuel, the number nine wide receiver. He's got 15 receptions. He's got 133 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, He's probably got some rushing work that I don't have written down. Um, But what do you think, up or down? Oh, all the way up. He's going to finish wide receiver one. Perfect. All righty. Rizak has Corey Davis. He's currently the number 20 PPR wide receiver. He's got eight receptions, 160 yards, and one touchdown. I don't think this is going to be maintainable because if he did not have that huge bomb touchdown this last weekend, uh, his fancy day would have been like three points. Um, so I think that he's 
a big um, all or nothing every week. You're either going to get like five points or he'll hit that touchdown and you'll get like 15 plus. All right. From the plucky ducks, got Antonio Gibson, who's the number 11 running back. Uh, He's got 28 attempts. He's got nine receptions and he's only got one touchdown on the season. He has definitely um, outperformed. I think what we all expected from him um, all off season, he wasn't even expected by a lot of people to be the starter. I think a lot of people thought Brian Robinson was going to open the season number one running back. So I think you will see um, Brian Robinson be reintegrated when he comes back healthy. Um, I expect Antonio Gibson to go down a little bit. All right. <clears throat> well, we talked about him earlier, but right now um, Smill has Nick Chubb, who, yes, he is a top running back. However, he's currently the number one running back. He's got 39 attempts, four receptions, 220 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, is he going to maintain this? I expect that a receiving back or somebody who's better at receiving than Nick Chubb is probably going to end up passing him at some point, but given his workload, he's definitely somebody that can compete for that top spot. Um, I definitely think he'll finish top 10, uh, maybe top five. From Uncle Rico, we got Michael Thomas coming back from his injury. He's currently the number eight wide receiver, 11 receptions, 17 targets, 120 yards, and three touchdowns. He's done it before, and he might be back. He might just be saying, hey, we didn't lose a step. So I think that he can maintain. All right. Scoots has Garrett Wilson, uh, who's currently the number 12 wide receiver, Granted, yes, he got 30 points this week, only seven points last week. However, still uh, an electric performance, 12 receptions, uh, about 160 yards, two touchdowns. What do you think going forward? I think he's a great player. I think that Scoots got a steal when he took him, um, I think, like seventh or eighth in our rookie draft. I think that he was a top four talent out of this class, but I think that he's probably overperforming a little bit. I think that he'll probably settle into the maybe fringe top 30. All right. And then last but not least, coming out of Drumathy's team, similar to Garrett Wilson, we got Tua Tungavailoa, who was the number two quarterback this week. Uh, he's the number five quarterback overall. Last week wasn't too bad for him. You know, nothing crazy, but uh, you know, it was fine. Uh, 83 attempts so far on the season, which is bonkers. Uh, seven touchdowns, six of which came this last week. Uh, and no real rushing work so far. What do you think? So it's been a lot of fun watching him. And it would be amazing if he kept it up. But I don't think anybody sees him as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Um, I would expect him to regress. Got it. All right. Well, those were the overachievers of every team. Um, and every all the analysis we just gave is uh, perfectly uh, 100%. So you guys can follow literally everything and um, you're going to do great. Um, <clears throat> a couple other uh, 
I wouldn't really call them overachievers, but just some some shout outs um, that, I, you know, I wanted to add into the good vibes. But we are a dynasty podcast. And one of the most important parts of dynasty are the rookies. Um, and so we talked about a couple of these guys, but just to shout them out <clears throat> this week, our top five rookies. Again, Garrett Wilson got 30 points in our league, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Friggin', I mean, outstanding. <clears throat> Drake London, 21 points, 86 yards and a touch. I watched that game. Dude looks like a slightly uh, thinner Mike Evans. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jahan Dotson, 16 points, 59 yards and a touch. Um, looking like one of the best wide receivers to come out of the draft. It's crazy how many great wide receivers came out of this draft. And last year, just wide receivers are being pumped out like crazy. Um Brees Hall, 13 points, 50 yards and a touch, looking like he's getting a little more involved uh, weekly, um, maybe a little bit faster than I expected. Uh, And then Chris Olave, 10 points, got 80 yards, five receptions, no touchdown. But if he would have, that would have been an outstanding week by him. So, um, yeah, those those five rookies looking great. And I mean, in general, rookies this year, I feel like they've been uh, all performing pretty dang well. I got one more rookie for you who is uh, – he was top five in points as well um, that you did not mention, and I will come back to that later. Oh, well then. Sneaky. Yeah, it's a fun one. You'll oh, enjoy. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, well, I think it's time to hop into the matchups for the week, and as always, we will be starting with the – Biggest blowout, and then moving to the narrowest win. <clears throat> so for the biggest blowout, we will be starting with uh, my own matchup, unfortunately. but Big dynasty uh, blowout. <laughs> happy boy. Uh, he showed up. He uh, whacked me over the head. 165 to 110 points this week. Um just to get things out of the way from the start, I have the absolute worst luck in fantasy for quarterbacks of anybody of all time ever. Um, I have Trey Lance. I'm, I'm very sorry for everyone out there who also had Trey Lance um, broke his ankle out for the whole season uh extremely unfortunate i was kind of riding on him to be my like big you know 30 to 40 point a week you know jalen hurts-esque type player um and now i won't be getting that so we'll we'll see where my team goes but um outside of that i mean you know generally uh, not great performances um a lot of good work still you know Metcalf, uh, again, not a ton of yards, but, you know, four receptions, six targets look good. Mike Williams, you know, awesome to see him do well with Keenan Allen being gone. Um, you know, ETN, not super sure, you know, what's going on with that, uh, him and Robinson. He's getting work, um, just, you know, not a ton of yardage. Uh, Kareem Hunt would have looked great if he would have gotten a score, but he didn't. And, you know, you can't always expect people to score, but... Um, other than that, you know, my team just not great. 
uh, Jonathan Taylor, only 6.8 points. You're not going to do well on the back of that. Um, But the biggest thing, Trey Lance um, is out. I uh, did make a trade. And I I traded, uh, I had Deshaun Watson sitting in my IR. And I traded him for Matthew Stafford. Uh, so Stafford nice. will now be my my starting quarterback. I'm pretty the, the big uh, the next big quarterback to go down to injury. Yeah, uh, so I'm sorry for any LA Rams fans. Um, Matthew Stafford will probably break his back next week, um, and will be out for the season. And I will continue on the carousel of sadness. <laughs> um, well, do you have any thoughts you'll, about? You'll get a an early chance to. Um, use Stafford against Rizak as you play him next week. Yes, I will. Um, I didn't even realize that. Um, I don't know if he realized that either, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, you have any thoughts about uh, Happy's performance? So it's tough when you go up against Happy Boy. He uh, got an award in the sleeper chat. Um, he optimized his lineup to near perfection mm-hmm. and as he had the number one running back on the week, Aaron Jones and the number three quarterback on the week, Jalen hurts, the deny that dynamic duo combined for 71 points. Um, and always with happy boy, it's the wide receivers mm-hmm. and this year, his number one receiver leading the team, Christian Kirk. As it we just, all guessed. It just does not stop with him. Um, as you said earlier, Christian Kirk is the wide receiver seven on the season, just edging out um, Happy's other top guy, Devontae Adams, is the wide receiver nine. He had a quiet week, but he still scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really the only move that Happy could have made to improve was – Chris Olave was on the bench. Um, he caught 13 targets in that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, his arrow is pointed up. He's looking good. Um, you're one and one. Happy's two and zero oh, mm-hmm. going into week three. Yep. Oh. And mm-hmm. um, with Happy's team, I I just wanted to add. Uh, it looks like I mean, you know, some poor performers in there just dotted in. Um, and so I do just want to say with the platform that I have happy, um, make, make the trade, make the trade that I sent you, just accept it. Just keep it going. Just, just don't think too much about it and just, uh, <laughs> let's just, uh, let's just work things out. Yeah. Clearly at two and no, he needs to make a move. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next matchup. We had riot makers. They beat scoots. 150 to 111. Right makers improves to one and one. Scoots falls to 0 and 2. Right makers, the glaring performer here has to be Jalen Waddle. He went absolutely crazy. 19 targets in his game, uh, finished the wide receiver three. And then Bateman, like you said earlier, who's been probably overperforming a little bit, but um, he pitched in with. 24.8 they were uh they're the wide receivers four and eight on the season between bottle and bateman mm. um saquon had a tough game 
right? But he still mm-hmm. had 24 touches, so you like to see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, DeAndre Swift was very efficient. Um, he scored 15.7 fantasy points on seven touches. Um, at quarterback, Russell Wilson has not been able to figure it out with Denver yet. Um, I expect that he'll improve and the play calling and head coaching and everything will get more comfortable as the season goes. Um, on Riot Maker's bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so he put Devontae Smith back down. Um, he was a flex for him last week and kind of scared him off with no catches. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were watching that game, the very first play, Jalen Hurts went right to Devontae. It kind of calmed everybody's nerves, like, hey, that zero-point performance, that's not what's going to be happening this season. It's just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. Devontae caught seven targets for 80 yards. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, Also on the bench, you see Cam Akers was used a little bit more for the Rams this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got 15 carries and added two receptions. Um, Looks like that week one was just, I don't know, maybe taking it a little easy on um, rushing back an injured player. Um, So I think that he'll be more part of the offense. And here we go with that rookie I was telling you about, Aiden Hutchinson, rookie defensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. Um, Funny enough, he was actually drafted by Scoots, who was the loser in this matchup. Um, But Bryce picked him up. 13 and a half points. He was the mm-hmm. number one scoring defensive lineman this week. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I agree with, with most of your points. You know, I, I think that Devonta Smith, he definitely needs to be someone that's at least in your flex um, with Cam Akers. I, you know, I, I, I was watching that game. Yes. He definitely got a good amount of work. Um, Henderson still definitely seems like the lead back and seems like the, uh, right now better and healthier back um you know acres only got a a 44 percent snap percentage so i'm still going to be curious to see how that all kind of shakes out over the next couple weeks i still wouldn't be surprised if it was slow going um but i mean if needed you can definitely start him um and you know hope that he gets maybe like a touchdown or something so on the other side of this uh for scoots's team um you know Kind of, uh, you know, just some, some, I guess, subpar performances. Um, you know, a couple of the guys that you want looking good, looking, you know, did perform. Uh, always good to see McCaffrey, uh, you know, performing, not getting hurt. Uh, you know, a solid 18 points there. And then, you know, Mark Andrews doing Mark Andrews things. Um, in my opinion, the best uh, fantasy tight end currently. I know some people would still say Kelsey, but... Um, I'd lean a little bit more towards Andrews, but, um, outside of those guys, um, you know, AJ Brown in that, uh, in that win over Minnesota, five catches for 69 yards, no catch, uh, or no touchdown. That's going to be, you know, rough, but at least with the, um, with the receptions, you know, getting some points there, Devonta Parker, no receptions at all. So, a, a goose egg there, even for an active player. Um, so that's always going to be tough to um, to overcome. And then outside of that, um, you know, the rest of the guys did, you know, kind of average performances. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson, after kind of exploding last week, coming 
back down to earth this week. Um, I would imagine that it's he's going to end up somewhere a little bit more in the middle on average. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what you get with Robbie Anderson. You get the booms, you get the busts. Someone, uh, you know, being on your flex, kind of great to have. Um, and then, you know, it's Kirk Cousins, you know, not performing great. Um, only one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, on the other side, though, be, with Wilson not really performing well, it's it, kind of the the quarterback position was sort of a wash um, in this matchup overall. But uh, I think just one of the biggest things, you know, yes, Mark Andrews, 25 points, but um, Scoots just didn't have any of those real big dominant, uh, you know, guys that, that just kind of take over a matchup. Like um, a Garrett Wilson. Like a – wait, am I missing the – okay, no, I – Wait, no. Okay. Because he's on his bench. Yes. Okay. I was like, wait, he didn't start him, did he? You're right. <laughs> um, Garrett Wilson on his bench. T. Higgins also on his bench. Um, so, you know, yes, should be starting those guys. Um, I think from here on out, Garrett Wilson can definitely be started, definitely uh, in the flex. <clears throat> and, you know, with those guys and then hopefully with, with more solid average performances from the rest of the guys, still, you know, a, a good team going forward. So we'll move into our next matchup, and that is going to be Big Blue Wrecking Crew taking the win over uh, Drumothy, 137 to 100. Um, a little, you know, Big Blue Wrecking Crew is now 2-0, and um, both times, maybe a, a, an easier win than he could have expected. Um, but yeah, a win is a win. Um, and you know, he still, he, he played it well, uh, through Jeff Wilson in there, got a, a quality start out of him. Um, Wilson definitely having the lead running back job out of that Niners team, which is great. Um, Allen, you know, CEH Cooper cup doing their things. Cooper Cup and Allen is just one of the one of the best uh twosies, I think, of anyone else uh that I've seen in our league. Just every single week it seems like they get 60 points combined. Um but outside of that, you know, not necessarily uh great performances, you know, hence, you know, a, a slightly lower score with 137. Not super sure what you can do with uh Juju Smith Schuster. You know, he did get some uh, work last week, but not crazy work this week. That the ball just gets spread around way too much. Uh, with Kansas City outside of you know Kelsey and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so not super sure um, if you can really rely on any of their pass catchers. Um, <clears throat> and then tight end Noah Fant. We talked about it when you know I've talked about the Seahawks already. I don't. I don't know what you can do about anybody, <clears throat> you know, coming out of the Seahawks. That offense just isn't that potent, and they spread the ball around so much. Um, you know, I, I just don't really think you can do much uh, with guys outside of, you know, like Metcalf. Um, not a ton of work <clears throat> on the bench, but um, he was missing a couple guys. Uh, Alvin Kamara was like a sudden scratch, so usually he'd have him in. Uh, and then J.K. Dobbins, I think, is getting closer to starting. So once those guys are both starting, this team, you know, they've kind of he's kind of weathered some some poor performances and still ending up two and zero. And then with those guys in, 
it should just be an even more potent team. So that's going to be, um, in my opinion, pretty scary to see once once it's at full health. Yeah, must be nice. 2-0 and as the eighth scoring team in our <laughs> league. Must be nice, big blue. All right. For Drumothy, it is another week, another dismal performance fantasy-wise for Tom Brady. Um, he's missing so many receivers, and it is not getting any better. His top receiver, Mike Evans, is going to be suspended for one game. So week three, I really think that Drum needs to bench the GOAT for Tua, who came out just guns blazing, quarterback two on the week. Um, there was no Tua. way. Yeah, quarterback Tua. I, I don't think that there's any way he was going to start Tua over Tom this week, but if he had, he would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think moving forward until Brady shows something different, um, I think Tua is probably the way to go there. Um there was a missed opportunity with starting um, rookie Jahan Dotson. Uh, he ended up on Drummondy's bench, but he put in um, 16 fantasy points and is the wide receiver 15 on the season. So I would really expect that Dotson is going to be showing up in Drummondy's starting lineup uh, sooner than later. Um, it was some unfortunate news on Monday. Gabe Davis was. Um, expected to maybe play, weren't really sure, and then they ruled him out just before the game. Um, so Dramathy took a zero from Gabe Davis in the wide receiver spot. That hurts. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Zeke, slow start. I don't think that we're going to be seeing a whole lot different um, anytime soon until that offense starts to pick it up or until Dak comes back. Um, but it's nice to see in the flex Raheem Mostert. Um, a lot of people assumed that he would settle into the, um, number two running back role behind Chase Edmonds, but, uh, Mostert paced the Miami backfield this week, had 14 touches, turned that into nine and a half fantasy points. Um, so Drummothy will take his own two start and he will face Smill in week three. Looking for that first win. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to to add in real quick. Um, I I'm just I'm very excited to see Drumothy's team when Odell Beckham is healthy and designed to a team because I I think he will 100% be signed to a team when he can pass a physical. Um, with him, Jahan Dodson and Jamison Williams all healthy. Yes it's going to be a very fun team to, to see. I mean, being able to push certain guys, like, I mean, he's already got Gabe Davis and Terry McLaurin with the rest of those guys pushing into like the flex. I mean, that's, it's going to be a terrifying team to play against. Yeah, I agree. I think Jameson Williams, a lot of people probably don't know about him um, because he's started the season on IR. Um, but that has always been expected from the Lions. They knew that he was coming into this season with an injury picked up um, in the college football playoff. Jameson Williams is really, really fast and really, really talented. Mm. Um, So if you don't know him about him now, you're about to find out when he's 
healthy. I think he's targeting about week six or so to come back. All right, let's head into our next matchup. We have the mighty Blonde Bombers sitting 2-0, number one scorer. And he beat the number three scorer on the week, down and out in SD. Um, I think that both of us can agree, down and out, this has been a surprising hot start for him. Uh, put up 157 and then ultimately losing effort. Um, what do you see from this matchup? Well, um, I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to go into kind of down and out, um, you know, because of what you said. It, it has been a little surprising. Um, I think that, you know, this is definitely a, the kind of score that uh, should have won. Um, you know, a lot of it was on the back of Tyreek Hill, 11 tar- uh, receptions, 190 yards, two touchdowns, two forty plus bonus touchdowns. Um, you know, it's awesome to see Hill uh, is able to still do Tyreek Hill things uh, in Miami. And, and he's I think on that, our trade block. And he's he's still on the trade block. Um, not super sure what you would have to give up in order to get him after this performance, but um, you know, outside of outside of that, uh, it w- it was just some uh, you know pretty pretty standard performances by uh, you know a couple players. James Robinson, he's been looking good. Uh, Tyler Higby has been a surprise on the season, but. You know, he's definitely been performing, getting a lot of work, a lot of targets uh, for the L.A. Rams. Uh, I do want to give out who knows how often I'm actually going to remember to give this award out. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to give out Hammer's uh, risky play of the week um, for uh, someone starting a risky player who ultimately panned out. And that's going to go for uh, Greg Dortch, the wide receiver for Arizona. Had a pretty good week last week with uh he got nine targets, seven receptions, sixty-three yards. Ton of people picked him up. Um and you know, kind of a chase, but four receptions, fifty-five yards and a touch this week. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta be have have some extra minerals, so they say, in order to start that. And, <laughs> you know, he, he was able to uh get the payoff there. Um Kyle Phillips, not not really what you were hoping to see out of uh, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Um, that was kind of a, a, a risk play. He got some good work last week, um, but not quite what you were hoping for this week. But in general, that, that game kind of just got away from Tennessee. So I don't know if you can really take that much uh, away from it. But yeah, overall, it seems like, you know, down and out has a good starting squad who will be able to put up points every single week. And, you know, if, if you're not ready, I think that he's just going to chew you up and spit you out, which is just what it was last year. Um, You know, a couple extra players on his bench in case he needs to Noah Brown's been looking good, things like that. So uh, going forward, uh, solid squad. Yeah. I was a little worried about this team with about a week to go before the season started. Um, just because there have been so many injuries and um, there was a big trade last year where he acquired um, a couple guys, including James Robinson, and then he got hurt. So just there were more questions than answers, I think. And through some just really um, nice managerial skills um, from down and out in SD, 
Um, he is able to acquire so many no-name guys. Like, who has Noah Brown on their team? He's quietly the wide receiver 24 on the season. Um, he spent $50 in fab um, this week to add Dorch, Kyle Phillips, DeAndre Carter, um, just to give himself some options, some dart throws. Some of them hit, some of them didn't, but I think it's just some really good managing to uh, keep this team afloat. Um, on the other side, this is the number one team in our league right now. Um, top scorer, the Blonde Bombers, named after Justin Herbert. Um, what can you say? You have Stefan Diggs, who's the wide receiver two. Amon Ross St. Brown was the wide receiver four, um, combined for 83 points. I don't think we're going to see another wide receiver duo hit that mark this season. That was amazing. Um, Herbert was a top 10 quarterback, didn't do anything crazy, just got his run of the mill 25 week in, week out. Um, it is a little worrying. Jerry Judy left his game with an injury. Not sure if it's going to be something that'll keep him out for any extended period of time. Um, but even if he has to dip into his bench, I mean, um, you have Amari Cooper down there. He scored 24 points. Um, he could easily step in or, you know, we talked about him earlier, but maybe Darnell Mooney turns his season around. The Bears figure something out and Mooney can go in there as well. Um, you do notice down in the defensive players for Blonde Bombers. He started Justin Simmons, who was put on IR. Um, but he does have the extra defensive back on his bench. Von Bell should be able to step up for him next week. Really impressive performance, really solid team. Um, right now, this is the team to be in our league. Oh, yeah, you said it all. Um I'll move into the next matchup. Uh, that was Rizak taking the win over uh, the newly named Uncle Rico's team. Uh, Rizak winning with a score of 153.12 over 138.36. That 153 being propped up by just a monstrous effort. By Lamar Jackson, 54 points in our league. Um, just, I mean, everyone's already heard about what he did. Um, and it, it just absolutely astonishing, um, you know, how how good he he was. Um, he, he, you know, somewhat propped up this team, you know, not huge performers in, in the rest of it. You know, if if Jackson would have had more of an average, you know, score of, uh, you know, 30 points, which still is pretty dang good for a QB, um, you know, it, it wouldn't have looked as great. But and he would have lost. Yeah, he would have lost. But, you know, but he didn't. And that's what fantasy football is. Sometimes you get these guys, you know, you you take Lamar Jackson for these weeks. You know, there are very few quarterbacks that can go for 54 points. Um, you know, you have Lamar Jackson. And you have Tua, and apparently that's it. <laughs> not the <laughs> not the two names that I would have expected, uh, but here we are. Um, rest of the team, you know, um, Eckler. Uh, not sure if we can be concerned about Eckler yet. Um, maybe 
Um, he got good work, just hasn't really scored yet. Um, so I'm not really sure, you know, what you can kind of expect out of that. Uh, we talked about Henderson. Um, I still think that Henderson is the lead back uh, in the Rams, but maybe that'll completely switch next week uh, and Akers will completely take over, in which case that'll be, you know, interesting to see what Rizak can kind of do. Um, Mike Evans wasn't getting a ton of work. Lattimore was shutting him down, but he was able to get a little bit before he got uh, ejected uh, and then suspended. So we'll, you know, got to see what he's able to do uh, to kind of patchwork that wide receiving core together for next week. Um, But outside of that, um, you know, he did make that trade uh, with you earlier today uh and maybe that will be a big part of you know fixing that wide receiving core uh he got uh, i believe Allen robinson and jacoby myers in uh for stevenson and was it a second or a third next year uh i think it was a third gotcha um but yeah so i think that'll go a long way you know both solid contributors um he was able to get out of this week with a win, which is awesome. And then, you know, plug those guys in and and hopefully, you know, kind of kind of keep that rolling. Yeah, unfortunately for Uncle Rico's team, he doesn't have the luxury of only facing the lowest scorer of the league. So that drops him down to 0 and 2. Um the absolute best lineup that would have been possible from his squad would have only given him 150 points which would not have topped the 153 mark from Rizak so even at this team's best it would not have been enough this week um you have good performances from uh David Montgomery who um he had the second most rushing yards in week two um Michael Thomas and Drake London you talked about him earlier they were very solid and that is um just a really nice to have moving forward knowing that you can count on those two players um derrick henry we talked about it he's been underwhelming um i think he'll be okay i think that we just need to see some more games out of him um hopefully they can hit their week six bye and switch something up and then hit the ground running week seven and beyond over there in Tennessee. Uh, We shall see. Um, Cordero Patterson. I wanted to ask you about this last week. He was very involved with 25 touches and this week he only had 10 touches. Um, Is he a focal point for the Falcons? Is he going to be a consistent player to be able to lean on? What do you think? Well, his 10 touches this week matches that of rookie teammate uh, Tyler Algier, um, which could be worrying. I will say that was a really weird game. The Falcons were down for most of it. Um, at one point, they were down 28 to 3. Just let that simmer for a little bit. <laughs> um, almost came back, almost. Um, but they didn't because the Falcons suck. Sorry. Um, NFC South, uh, fandom came out a little bit. Uh, I, I just, I don't think that they were able to really get a lot going. Um, Mariota was airing it out. Drake London getting involved, things like that. 
um, other weird things allowing them to score. So I don't think that this week is like really indicative of how they want to use um, Patterson. I think that he'll be fine. Um, I do think they want to get Algier involved clearly, um, which I think caps his performance, but um, yeah, I don't think that this week is one that you would look at and be like, this is what it's going to be from here on out. So couple guys on the bench that um, I think that Uncle Rico might want to keep an eye on. Um, Sammy Watkins emerged with the highest receiving total of any Green Bay pass catcher so far this season. Um, maybe he has earned the most trust from Rodgers. We'll see. And then Gerald Everett has really had a good start to the season for his new team, LA Chargers. Um, he's gelling pretty well and getting a lot of looks from Justin Herbert. I think that Gerald Everett is at least worthy of the tight end spot on this team. Or if you wanted to throw two tight ends out there and start Everett and Ertz, I think that that is an okay option as well. All right. There is one more matchup to take a look at. Let's just, Oh, nope. Actually we're done. We are all done. All right, everyone. Well, uh, uh, pleasure talking to, Oh, Oh, Hey, um, Steez actually, I think, I think so. Okay. I think you're mistaken there. So there seemed to be a a matchup where, um, Smill won 142 to 137, um, an exact okay. five point win. Oh, that's close. Yeah, Good that's job, re- that must have been heartbreaking for whoever lost. It was me. I yeah. lost. I lost by five points. Yeah. It was so close. He even swagged his kicker spot. Did you see that? I did. I <laughs> which I think is a little uh did was that uh an intentional because he was winning by so much? No, no, that was the Thursday game. So I think that oh, yeah. maybe just caught think, him unaware. Yeah. I think Butker being ruled out before that game was, yeah. it just happened a little too fast for Smill. Yeah. Couldn't keep up. Um, but yeah, a, a solid performance from Smill. Looks like Carson Wentz is uh, performing, um, I, which is not something that I thought, I mean, Homie's got like over 600 yards passing and seven touchdowns so far, which we're okay. back four. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I don't expect it to keep going, but I also wouldn't be surprised for some reason if it kept going. Um, we talked about Nick Chubb. He dominated three touchdowns uh, that, you know, that's just going to, be what it is, I guess. I mean, if you're not going to get receptions, even though he did get a couple receptions, three receptions, three targets, not bad for Nick Chubb. Um, but yeah, rest of the team. Uh, Cortland Sutton finally getting on the horse, pun intended. Um, even though that Broncos team did not look good, uh, he was able to break out seven catches, 122 yards. Uh, Judy, like you said, potentially injured. We'll see if he's out for one week, couple weeks. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz, uh, his tight end, also uh, going to be out for at least a week or two um, with another injury. Um, so yeah, he'll have to, you know, uh, he'll have to figure out that that tight end position. But 
Um, overall, just a, a quality performance, 142 points, um, nothing to be too upset at. Uh, and he beat you by uh, five points, which is always, always fun. Yeah. So I did have a chance to come back um, in the one of the Monday night games. I had Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, who they were the cornerstone of this dynasty team. They were the first two players that I picked and wanted to lean on. And so I felt really good about uh, Dalvin and Justin Jefferson um, being able to outpace Dallas Goddard, and they were unable to do so. So I ended up only getting five points from Dalvin, and Justin Jefferson was mostly shut out in his game. Um, Only was able to get six catches for 48 yards, and Darius Slay won that battle. Kyler, I don't know what to say about Kyler Murray. He has looked really, really, really bad as a football player. And if you turn off the TV after three quarters, you would think that he ended the game with like four fantasy points. And then you look later and he ends up with like 25. I don't know what's going on with those Arizona games. I don't know what's going on with that Arizona offense, but it takes them a really long time to get going. And it really stresses me out having him as a quarterback for a dynasty team. Um, Here he is, 25 points this week. I'll take it. Just don't watch the game, I guess. Curtis Samuel in my wide receiver spot. I'm really happy with him. Um, He was one of my awesome uh, off-season pickups. I picked up Curtis Samuel and Devin DuVernay, and they're off to really nice starts on their teams. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon in my running back two spot. I've not been liking what I've been seeing out of him and out of the Denver offense. Um, that's partly why I made the trade earlier today to acquire Ramondre Stevenson. So I will now have, um, Stevenson and Melvin Gordon to kind of decide probably matchup based, um, who's going to take my RB two spot each given week. Yeah, I guess it's not any time to panic. We're one and one now. Um, going into week three, just hoping we don't get too far back. Yeah, only week two. Never a time to panic. Just uh, if you're zero two, you still definitely have a chance to reload and come back. And you know, there's people that go on seven game win streaks, and that that could be you. You just you never know retool make some trades make some uh risky pickups risky starts you never know maybe i'll talk about a risky start maybe i'll never bring that you know segment up again because i forget you just never know because it's fantasy football do things so we talk about you yeah just do cool things and then we'll talk about you guys that's that's the way this works if you don't do cool things then what's the point of playing fantasy football thank you all for listening to our week two in review we will catch you next week for week three good luck everyone